welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. Thanks for joining us here today. We greatly appreciate that. Lots to get to today. We're going to take a look around the Central Division and see what the Blackhawks division rivals have been up to this offseason, sort of catch you up on the moves around the Central. We've got a little bit of news-ishness of our own Jonathan Taves. We're going to start yeah. the show with that. But before we do, make sure you smash that like button for us. Make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube page as well. Podcasters, make sure you uh, follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. So, fellas, before we uh, got in, into the office today, uh, driving in with all the rain, saw a little bit of a uh, news. Uh, I first saw it from our buddy Tab Bamford from uh, Bleacher Report, but then saw Bleacher it. Bleacher Nation. Bleacher Nation, sorry. And then he um, linked it to Mark Spector from Sportsnet. So Mark Spector did his Oilers mailbag, and at the end of it, uh, a user asked, what are the odds that the Oilers land Jonathan Taves? And Spectre's answer was, this is what we know. Through former Chicago teammate Duncan Keith, who's a member of Holland's staff, the Oilers have been keeping track of Taves, and if he decides he's ready for life after the Blackhawks. Edmonton isn't the only team keeping tabs on Taves, however, and the fact that it's July 7th and nobody has pulled the trigger speaks to the fact the player is not giving off a vibe that he's ready to resume his career. For a team seeking a fourth-line center who wouldn't want the old Jonathan Taves, a focused, defensively aware fit, an experienced leader to hop over the boards for a face-off late in the game or with a one-goal lead, but Taves wasn't that player last year in Chicago, hasn't been for a while, and has battled long COVID and some elements. We know all this. Uh, word is that Taves won't play next season when his agency, which is CAA, sent out its list of pending free agents. We are told his name was not even on the list. Uh, Tab Bamford went on and confirmed that report. So Jonathan Taves, as of now, has not been listed as an available free agent to teams around the league looking. And for those that don't know, CAA is the biggest uh, it's not just sports. Agency. It is the biggest agency yeah. in the United States. Uh, I have a friend who lives in Los Angeles who works for another agency, works for Wasserman, and we are driving through L.A., and he's like, we call that the Death Star. That's the CAA offices, mm-hmm. and they have, like, eyeball scanners and retina. Like, it is a huge, huge lockdown kind of a place. It is a major, major outlet. So that's not something that would slip through a crack. Yeah. That's an intentional uh, – you know, they intentionally left him off the list. He's, so he's represented by Pat Brisson, yeah. probably the biggest agent in the NHL. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's not a that's not an oversight or omission. That is purposeful. And yeah, I mean, uh, we talked with Jonathan Taze about his future plans extensively last year, um, and and especially down the stretch of the season, where you know, leading up to the trade deadline, he his body just couldn't take it anymore. He was out. He, he was, he was not able to play. And, uh, you know, that was the reason he was, he was still on the team at the end of the year. Uh, otherwise I think, you know, he would have, would have been traded if, if healthy and, and able to play the full season and every, every skate, every practice, every morning skate, every post game that, that he was available for the questions about how he felt, what he thought about his future, physical, uh, you know, expectations for himself. All that was, was all the questions. And, as time progressed at the end of the year, the more he talked, the more he contemplated things, especially the 20 plus minutes he spoke after yeah. the final uh, game of the season, um, it increasingly sounded like a guy who was the the line that he gave was, "If you're not a hundred, if I'm not a hundred percent, it's it's not worth it." And I don't know, I don't want to speak for him, but I think this paired with how he sounded at the end of the last year it it really seems like this is this is the end it's 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 not officially over until he says i'm retired but I, I i just can't imagine that he's in a spot where even just taking maybe he takes a year off well yeah but that's now he's a year out of hockey he's a year older yeah it's more questions than if he tried to come back this yeah, year and he's already done that once right in his career so yeah to me this seems like the end it certainly seems like the end it's it felt like the end <clears throat> that final game of the season yeah against the flyers yes it was <clears throat> announced as his last game as the with the blackhawks but it certainly felt that was it him not being on this list doesn't 
guarantee retirement. It just means he's not ready now to make that decision. So <clears throat> don't put him on a list if he's not ready to sign with a team. But it certainly feels like we've seen the last. And we've said it all. We, we've all said it multiple times during the course of last year. It's easy for us to be on the outside and get in his head. And we know he's one of the most competitive mm-hmm. players in any sport to ever play in this town. And, and you know, all Jonathan Taves, all he knows is being a hockey player. So it's got to be very scary to be like, well, I'm not a hockey player anymore. Now what the hell do I right, do? Yeah. It's a very scary thought for a lot of guys. Um, <clears throat> but I think I'm not alone when I say I really hope it's the end just for everything he's been through, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, missing all that time last year, basically getting the flu or, or just a severe cold and it sidelined him for weeks. It's just not good going forward. I, I think his body has been trying to tell him for three or four years, it's time to try something else. Hopefully it's time he's, he's finally listening um, or just doesn't have the choice. Yeah. Um, and I will always be a huge Jonathan Taves fan. I, I nothing but but crazy respect and admiration for what he achieved here. It would feel really weird to see him play in any other uniform mm-hmm. uh, than a Blackhawk uniform. <clears throat> I just hope that he's makes the right decision for his health, and you know he can do anything he wants in this sport beyond his playing career. Yeah, he wants a job with the Hawks. You want to be assistant GM? Done. <laughs> we'll we already find got, we already got 19 yeah. of them. What's one more? Yeah, right, exactly. You want to be scout? Player Done. development. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll put you in the Winnipeg, Manitoba area to be our, our regional scout out there so you could stay at home and, and still, you know, whatever you, you want to do. Want, you want to be a broadcaster with CHGO? You can do Yeah, it. we got yeah. an extra chair. <clears throat> yeah, we can make that work. It's fine. We'll even let him touch the Bedard jersey. Yeah. 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 You may I, have to. I think, too, like, it's important for, I'm talking to myself and, and I'm sure other people, too, like, it's not just as simple as for Taves is, like, the NHL 23, like, hit X to execute signing. Right. Right. He's got an, a team of doctors here. He's got his entire support system here. He's comfortable in Chicago. Chicago has the most resources of pretty much any team in the NHL in terms of medical psychological everything he would need for him to go sign in Edmonton for a year that is a complete turning upside down of his life and even if he is sort of like maybe I can play another year to go through all that relocating his life packing up for Edmonton dealing with Edmonton winters all that stuff like he's got to do I don't know I think when he weighs it all he's going to say you know what it's been a great career and why don't I just go out with the great moment he had, mm-hmm. right? As opposed to, let's say he tries it next year for whatever team, right? And he just can't do it. And that's how his career is going to end. I think the way it ended in Chicago was perfect. Yeah. Uh, he felt the love. Everyone gave him the love. It was just a storybook ending to a storybook career. And like he said, and AJ mentions it in the chat here, the line that Tave said that night was, I'm getting excited thinking about all the things I've been putting on the back burner. He wants to get on with his life. Yeah. And the longer he plays, the less quality of life he's going to have, right? Now he can kind of start rebuilding back his health, those sort of things where he doesn't have to be prepared to play his hockey season, but just yeah. get up in the morning, go with your girlfriend or eventual wife or whatever. Go hang out with your parents and just have a normal, livable life. Yeah. And I think he's looking forward to that. And, and then if it does end up in hockey, like we said, whatever he wants to do, someone will have a job for him. Yep. <clears throat> and I think he's got good somebody to really rely on who could tell him. I mean, you mentioned his name in that Mark Spector article, Duncan Keith, who's working for Edmonton. He went and played that one season with a different team. Granted, that was a trade. It wasn't a free agents thing, but... You know, he can give him that advice on like, hey, man, that kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah. Well, everything that was familiar became, you know, unfamiliar and vice versa. And, you know, I mean, granted, he's got some stability there. He's, he's still got working the family for the organization. Too, yeah. But still, I mean, when you spend 15, 16 years in one city and then is it worth uprooting all that to go play seven minutes a night on somebody's fourth line? 
right? When, when you've when you've been the guy, yeah, your whole right. And to and to have to get your body back in shape to handle a season to play seven minutes a night, I think, I think that's the biggest factor is is the 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 physical aspect of of playing another NHL season. I I, I think for professional athletes, like to 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 move out to a, a new city and play for a new team, new organization, you know, new new coaches, new training staff, all that. I think that they can get used to that rather quickly. Um, but I think for, for Taze specifically, it is the, the physical aspect of, of another 82-plus game season because if it's Edmonton, let's say, that's a team that's supposed to go to the playoffs. So now, yeah. you, now you're thinking 82, 90, maybe you know, if they have a deep run, 100 NHL games, can, can he withstand that? And, and last year, different beast and playoff, yeah, playoffs is, is completely different. And and last year he he got to what was it game sixty five seventy and it was he had to take almost the last month of the season off because he just couldn't do it anymore and he talked about how how he could just go to the rink practice come home and that was it couldn't go to team dinners couldn't you know do anything besides play hot play go go to the rink play hockey come home recover because you need the next eighteen hours to recover to go play hockey for another two hours the next day it's it's to me it just seems like his quality of life as an NHL player is is completely changed. And I think that for him is probably the biggest factor. If he if if in his head I'm sure he says, I can still do it, but I think his body is telling him no you can't. And for a guy that's done it all, three Stanley Cups, Con Smythe. That's it. Gold medals. What more is there? He's yeah. got nothing to prove. If he's <clears throat> Ray Bork chasing a cup. After 21 yeah, seasons. Yeah, like if you haven't won one yet, I sure. could say, okay, go for it. But he's got nothing to prove. He is a first ballot Hall of Famer. His number will be retired. He will have a statue at, you know, at somewhere in the United Center at some point. He's, a, he's the greatest captain in Blackhawks history. The last guy to wear number 19. Mm. There's nothing to prove. To go, yeah. to go be a fourth liner for, for a fringe playoff team maybe. It's just not worth it, I don't think. The the team also is taking a gamble on that yeah. because of what happened last year. You'd hate to be a team in the in the po- uh, going for a postseason run, you know, having Jonathan Taze locked into your bottom six as like a PK guy, you know, and then say right before the first round, Taze isn't healthy. He can't play. And now you're down a, a, a player that got you there to the postseason. Like, that's, that's yeah. a risk to run. So, yeah, I, I, I think it's not surprising that we've gotten to this point without Jonathan Tay's free agent chatter, because I think that was probably the expectation. Um, but now with this report that he wasn't even listed as an available free agent client, um, it, one, it obviously makes more sense now. And two, it, like, I, like we said, it, it, it really kind of signals probably that without the decision being officially made, it's, that seems like a decision-making factor. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I, I just wish him the best. And I, want, I want his life to be as good as it can be for him. And, and if he decides, like, I'm going to give it one more shot, okay. Yeah. You know, that's, that's his decision to make, obviously. But it would be very weird to see him play for another team more than anybody else. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We I, got over I, the Patrick Kane stuff pretty quickly. Yeah. Because we had prepared ourselves for him going to another team all mm-hmm. season. Long. And especially with it being the Rangers, you were like, oh, we've heard this rumor for like three years. Yeah. Yeah. That, like, and that, we got over that pretty quickly. Yeah. But, but Taves, that would, it would just be so weird seeing him in any other uniform. Especially in, in a, in a less diminished role. role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's got to be hard for him, too. Again, one of the most competitive guys, the guy that's been the, youngest captain longest captain in blackhawks team history that's an accomplishment um even last season and the year before when this team was bad he was still the guy yeah he was still the captain he was still the leader he was still the person everybody wanted to talk to he was all the spotlights were still on him even though his game had declined yeah, he goes somewhere else. He's just another just guy another in the guy. locker room. Does he? Does he even want to do that? Well, I mean, look. I think he also saw the brushback Patrick Kane got in New York when Kane showed up with the Rangers and wasn't doing much. They were not easy on him, and you've got that built-up credit here in Chicago where Jonathan Taves can do no wrong, right? And fine, he's he's certainly earned that, right? You, you look at three Stanley Cups and all the all the things you mentioned and yeah, he deserves to have that built in credibility here, but 
He's not going to get that in Edmonton or Toronto or Colorado no. or wherever he no, goes because because if he doesn't score a goal in his first five games, he's going to be called a bum. He's he, going to get booed. Yes, and he's if he signs there, he's going there with expectations. He's never had to deal with that here in Chicago. Nope, not at all. If he were to you know be done with his hockey playing career and he were to get back into hockey, do you guys think it's more likely he get into coaching or into a front office type position? I would think he'd be. I think he could do both. He could do both. He strikes me more coachy than management. I think Kane is the guy who's going to be a GM someday um, and, you know, maybe work his way up from player development like they all sort of do. Um, but I think Kane will be fast-tracked to management, and I think Taves, I think Taves will get into coaching. I say coaching or scouting. Yeah. Uh, you know, be a, you know, be a Mike Donahue kind of guy. You know, he can recognize talent. Yeah. Kane, too. Kane's got a great eye for talent and, like, the mechanics of the game and, and stuff like that. Just he's he's got, a, like, a, a, a savant brain when it comes to just the game of hockey. So I think definitely Kane will get into to, to coaching, not coaching, uh, scouting or, or an executive role. And I think, yeah, I think Kane or Taves can do both. Um, I just don't know if he... I don't know if he wants to be the head coach kind of guy. I don't know if he has. I know he's got the leadership capabilities, but I don't know if he has that personality to be the in-your-face kind of coach. I don't know. I mean, but, but Luke he, isn't yeah. that. Luke and Taves have similar personalities. Yeah, Luke really isn't that, but he can be. Yeah, right. He can be. Like well, we've I, seen I, Taves, I wouldn't want yeah. to. Be, I would never want to no. piss off Luke Richardson. That's. That's the damn truth. I, I'd be a lot less scared of a mad Jonathan Taves than a mad Luke Richardson. Yeah. I, I think he – I've said it before, but I think he could definitely follow the path of two of his idols uh, and two former number 19s, Steve Eiserman and Joe Sackick, where he gets into that more – not necessarily a GM, but maybe the the hockey operations yeah, upper the Brendan level. Brendan Shanahan. Yeah, I I feel like road. that that would fit him more, where he doesn't have to be the front facing, you know, head coach or GM or anything like that, but he can still be, you know, more of the the chess player kind of thing. I wouldn't. I also wouldn't mind seeing him, kind of what they feel like is like what's happening with Theo Epstein, right? Is eventually like moving into a league wide management kind of a thing. Like, be the next commissioner of the NHL, Jonathan Taves? I, I guarantee you it won't be worse than the current guy. <laughs> no. I, 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 think he could do, uh, I think he could do better. No. Yeah. Well, it'll, we be, sh- it'll be interesting to see what he does. We got to gotta get into our Central Division uh, recaps here a little bit. But before we do, a couple things that we want to tell you about, starting with our friends at Pins and Aces. Yes. It's not a very good golfing day today, no. but it uh, should be. for the. We got the whole summer to play and into the fall and pins and aces is where you want to go when you want to shoot get yourself looking great on the golf course pins and aces is the official golf apparel partner of all city and chgo we love our pins and aces gear mario's sporting the hat right now and we get Mm. tons of compliments on and off the golf course they are family-owned golf and apparel business they make amazing polos hats golf bags and even our favorite beer slash beef sleeve (laughs) an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers or four regulation beef sandwiches to keep you either them either cold or warm for the entire round i think you can do two beefs and like four beers sounds about right yeah that'd be interesting yeah see see how would the temperatures work on that either way even room put, temperature beef sandwich at like the eighth hole. It's true. Can't go wrong. No, yeah. can't just go fold wrong. it in half. A, yeah. a, in, a, in a, it's it's kind of like where you have like you know beer brats. You, you got you got beer beefs. Yeah. Maybe you get a little. You've got the cold and the hot. You may get a little thunderstorm in the middle of your your, your <laughs> sleeve there. But whatever you want to use it for, we got a recommend weather system in your golf bag. We, mem- we recommend the B sleeve either for your beers or your beefs. Check out pinsandaces.com. Use the promo code CHGO and receive 15% off your for- first order and get free shipping. That's pins and aces. And pins and aces is going to be all over the first CHGO yeah, the kickoff, kickoff classic, classic. Mm-hmm. golf tournament friday august 25th at cog hill mm-hmm. get in now because i have a feeling this is the one and only year cog hill is going to let this gang <laughs> of rascals into their beautiful golf course mm-hmm. one low fee gets you 18 holes of golf at cog hill the cart uh, you get a, uh, a great pins and aces gift bag um and uh, available uh, access 
to buying that amazing yeah. CHGO limited edition golf polo. I got to get me one of them. Uh, you're also going to get lunch and drinks. There's going to be prizes, contests, uh, first place team, last place team. A lot of your favorite CHGO personalities will be out in the links that day, too. I'll be so there, check too. Check it out. Um, and me. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm not golfing, but I'll go. I'll, I'll do something. I'll drive the you water get a, you, You're going to be in the show feed booth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I can make a lot of money by the perverts we got watching this show. There you, you go. Never know. By the way, if you're a diehard, uh, shoot over an email to events at allcitynetwork.com, and they'll send you your discount code to sign up mm-hmm. for the golf tournament. It's going to be a great can time, you? a really good time. And look, we're trying to have a contest, so when you sign up, make sure you click the down menu and select CHGO Blackhawks as yeah. your preferred show. You get a better chance of golfing with us. Mm-hmm. And if we win the contest, who knows? And look, when you come out golfing, you got your pins and aces gear. You might want to wear a hawk shirt, some hawk shorts, something sure, like that, too. Yeah. You can get that at foco.com and get fitted out in the best hawks and sports gear around. Spurch. Ho- Spurch. Hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, everything in between. It is baseball season. Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a game you can get at foco.com. You look around our set, you see the sweet bobbleheads, lots lots of the cool stuff we have here is courtesy of our friends at FOCO. Check out FOCO.com or click the link in our description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. That is FOCO.com, F-O-C-O.com. Yep. So now we are going to take you around the Central Division because we know it's been a busy season for the Hawks, off-season for the Hawks, rather, and we've been very... Hawks focus since the draft and free agency. So let's take a look around and see what the other teams in the central have done. And since Greg did all the work, we're going to let him drive the segment. Yay. I did all the work, so I didn't have to talk. Oh, all right. <laughs> all right. Sure. Uh, we'll do this in alphabetical order and we'll start with uh, our friends over in the desert, the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, the one key addition they didn't get this offseason was a new arena, but that's still, yes. no. <laughs> that's still in the works. But this is a team that, if when you look at it, probably did the most to improve their team, maybe them and the Avalanche. Yeah. Uh, their additions uh, include Sean Dersey, Jason Zucker. They brought back Nick Bustead. Alex Kachelnik is back. Uh, Alex Kerfoot. They just signed Travis Dermott today. And really the only guy of any significance they lost was Christian Fisher. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they added some other um, AHL guys to the mix. But, I mean, this is a team that's got money to spend. They're at least making, giving it the appearance that they're trying to win games this year, which is more than we could say for them in the past decade. Well, that's what I like about their offseason is they went out and got some pretty decent talent to make their team more competitive. And yeah. they've got some young talent on the horizon, some some young kids ready to go. Now, it looks like Logan Cooley is not going to play for them next year. Is that he's going, going back, back to Minnesota? Minnesota. Yeah, going back sure. to school. So, yep. That's not a shock. It's not a shock. A lot of people thought, oh, it's because they lost their arena because the timing of all that. And he did wait till after that referendum. And he did kind of say that did play a little factor yeah. in it, too. But, I mean... I think when you when you look at Minnesota, and we were talking about Oliver Moore yesterday, maybe being a one and done. Minnesota doesn't have a lot of those guys. Like a lot of those guys go for multiple years. Uh, so yeah, what, what, for Cooley, I think it was the best move. Get another year at, at the top program sure. in the NCAA. You know, the Coyotes aren't. They're going to be there when you're ready to go. You know, maybe not in Arizona, but they're going to be somewhere. Um, so yeah, they've they have to start putting in an effort to actually being a competitive team. Because if anybody wants to pay for an arena, you got to show them that, hey, we're going to be good. We're going to try. We're going to be a real professional team. We're not just going to take everybody's... We're not just going to get the Shea Shea Webbers and the Dave Bolins and the Marion Hosa contracts so we could hit the floor and fake it. Exactly. You know, they finally... If you listen to our, our buddies at PHNX... They were upset that they tried that they won too many games last year that they didn't do enough to lose. But it's time to start acting like a real hockey team, yeah. and they are based on some of those moves. I really like the Dersey move, Jason Zucker. Zucker's um, a good addition. Good addition, yeah, for that team. Player. You know, Nick Bustad is, is a nice bottom six guy. So Kerfoot, you know, Kerfoot, Dermot, like yeah. these are all all guys that are not big needle movers, but you put them together with the the roster as a whole and you also add them to the mix with guys like Lawson Krauss, Nick Schmaltz, Clayton Keller. 
this team is going to be better than last year. For, oh yeah, for sure, no doubt. So uh, it'll be interesting. I, I, I think you know last year it was it was you know the race to the bottom between Chicago and, and Arizona, and at least in the Central Division. I think this year those two teams will probably still be towards the bottom, but I think it'll be more competitive. I don't think you're looking at, you know, a situation where, you know, here's the top six teams and then a 20-point gap and then Arizona-Chicago. I think it'll be a little bit closer. They did lose at the deadline last year Gossespierre and Chikrin, yeah, which yeah. are two big parts of their team last year. But um, I still think I look at this team on paper – and they're they're better than what Arizona had last year, and, yeah. and which means they're going to finish with forty six points. Because <laughs> we looked at their roster last year, and everybody but me thought they were worse than the Blackhawks, including everybody at PHX. Yeah. yeah, and they went out and won too many games. It's the home ice advantage of the Mullet Arena, I guess. Yeah. It scares people to have people that close to them. Next up is the Colorado Avalanche, also very busy. Very busy. A team that's uh, reloading after uh, you know a season full of injuries and a, a, a disappointing first round exit. But they uh, went out and made a great move to get Ryan Johansson. Uh, they got Ross Colton from the Tampa Bay Lightning. They signed Miles Wood, who I've been a fan of for a long, long time. They brought in Jonathan Druin, Frederick Olafson, former Blackhawk, former yep, former Blackhawk draft pick. Uh, <laughs> and then you know they did lose a bit. Uh, JT Comfer. No longer there. Alex Newhook traded. Longtime veteran defenseman Eric Johnson uh, won't be back. Evan Rodriguez, who was very good for them, mm-hmm. gone. Matt Nieto, another one of those depth guys, Lars Eller. So they did lose quite a bit, but they replaced it with quite a bit. That Johansson trade. Yeah. Uh, yeah, his numbers in, in Nashville weren't lived up to what he was getting paid to do. But they need – they – did not have that second line center last year. They missed Nazem Kadri. They thought uh, they thought Alex Newhook was going to be that guy. He never really got into that role. JT Confer stepped up into that role, and now then he's now he's gone. gone. So, so yeah, they getting Ryan Johansson in there. I think it was a problem. sneaky good move. I think he's going to be really good with them. I like the additions of Ross Colton and Miles Wood. Gives them a lot of grit and and some some depth scoring. And from what I read, um, Nathan McKinnon was huge in getting Jonathan Duran there. I guess he loves former, Duran and former his, teammate in Halifax, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, and he's been pushing for a couple of years for the Avs to bring in Duran. So me I mean he's been a good player. I don't think Duran's ever really hit where everybody thought he was going to be. Yeah. But maybe this opportunity to come in on a veteran laden team and just be another depth piece could be exactly what he needs cuz he goes into Colorado with you would say expectations. But not the sort of thing where, like, he's going to have to be a difference maker for them. Yeah. And maybe he fits in nicely in that kind of a role. We'll see. Yeah, it'll, it, yeah. it won't be the come in and fix our team role that I think in previous years he's gone to new teams and, and looked at been looked at that way. He's definitely coming in to be a piece of the puzzle. And uh, with this Colorado Avalanche team, not having Gabe Landeskog for the entire season, I think. Second straight season. It's tough. Yeah, second straight season you're not going to have him. Um, it g- it gave them obviously the cap room, but also the incentive to go out and 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 get creative, get some of these players that maybe can collectively uh, fill the shoes uh, left behind by Landeskog. But I mean, this is a team that's you know even without Landeskog, uh, they're still a contender. Still the they're still one. They're still going to be one of those teams that is going to be uh, in the conversation as a top end Stanley Cup contender. Yeah. Um, your defense is largely unchanged from last year. You, Makar, Gerard, uh, Josh Manson, Devin Tays, Bowen Byram, um, Jack, Jack Johnson still there. Uh, you know, Georgiev is, is is in that is that's still a good option for them. Um, that the window is wide open, so they're they're still especially you for know the it. West doesn't have any teams that are just mind blowingly greater than anybody else. Like, yeah, they don't. Ha- there's no world beater in the in in the West. I would say yeah. in the NHL, really. It's all at the the top is separated from the middle of the pack, but within that top group of teams, you know, Colorado, Vegas, uh, Toronto, like teams like that that are all up up there at the at the top, they're all pretty close. Yeah, but uh, yeah. but yeah, Colorado will definitely be one of those teams that I think a lot of people are going to be picking 
for the cup even still yeah i think they're they're gonna have a nice bounce back year if they stay healthy you know they had so many key injuries at least knowing this year going into the year that landis cog is out there was hope all through last year maybe by thanksgiving maybe by christmas maybe by the yeah. trade deadline yeah and then finally maybe by the playoffs and then finally it was just a no-go so knowing he's not coming back all year um it's not a great situation but at least you know heading into it and um yeah i they're still going to be probably the best team in the division now greg you did say alphabetical order for these teams because yes. wouldn't the avalanche be before the coyotes? geographically alphabetical geographically city name. arizona, city name. arizona colorado, colorado dallas oh, okay. yeah, yeah, now yeah. we're gonna go to dallas i, I didn't say i was <laughs> because, a genius because, <laughs> because d comes after c we're gonna go to the dallas stars i like their offseason a lot yeah i really do yeah i this is again a, another one of those teams that is the window is open um i i like some of the additions that that they made uh, bringing in Matt Duchesne, I think, is 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 a good a good move. Sam Steele is is, is an underrated player, I think. Um, you know, the opportunity to bring back Max Domi, I think, was there, uh, but obviously didn't didn't end up being in the cards. But I think you 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 add those guys up front to an already really solid forwards group, headlined by Tyler Sagan and Jamie Ben still. Uh, you have Jason Robertson is becoming a star in this league. You have Rupe Hintz, who is one of the most underrated players in the league. Yep. Joe Pavelski is is still there doing his thing. Somehow, it's um, amazing. Miro Heiskanen is is becoming a star He's defenseman. He's going to get a Norris Trophy before it's all Eventually, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I, I think you have a really good team uh, up front. And you got Jake Ottinger, who's buddy, blossoming into, you know, one of the top goaltenders in the league. Uh, we, we mentioned the Stars uh, earlier this week, um, or was it late last week? I don't know. Recently, we, we talked about the Stars and how, you know, the Blackhawks are trying to set up a system in which they can have a lot of good talent right now, but also be ready to reload and still have talent beh- coming behind it. I think the, the Stars are in that situ- situation where, you know, their talent right now and the talent that they've had in the last few years, Sagan, Ben, Pavelski, um, guys like that, they're still here. They're still performing at high levels, but they're getting closer to the exit door and coming coming through the entrance is Jason Robertson, Rupe Hintz, Miro Heiskin, and, and, and Ottinger. Like, that's the kind of rotation and shift of talent that I think the Blackhawks are going to try and emulate and that the Stars really have right now. They're one of those teams that's, like, unassumingly really good. Yeah, I think because, you know, Havalski and Ben and Sagan are getting long in the tooth that people just write them off. But they showed last year that, you know, they made it all the way to the Western Conference Finals again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, they were right there. Uh, and, you know, they had a bit of a meltdown. They, they, you know, penalties literally cost them a game uh, in, in a tight series. So uh, give me... A seven-game series between the Avalanche and the Stars with both teams at full health—that would be a That'd great be fun. series. That would be wonderful. Hopefully, we get to see that. Uh, we'll get to see it in the second round instead of the <laughs> final, where the conference finals, where it probably should be. But that's right. okay too. Uh, yeah, I think the Stars are. You can. I don't want to say you can use a ink to put them in a playoff spot, but whatever is between a pencil and ink. If there's erasable pen, <laughs> yeah, yeah erasable pen. pen. You I can was put, a fan you of those in, in my Dry erase days. marker. Yeah, yeah, you can. You can. They're going <laughs> to be a top three team in this division. Yeah, as long as they stay healthy. And what's what's interesting too is like, you know, talking about the Dallas Stars as as a contender now. This is still a team that doesn't have Maverick Bork, Logan Stankovan coming up in in, yeah. in into the NHL yet. Like that's they got some that, kids that, coming. Got, huge prospects. Yeah, those are those are guys that are going to come through and make an impact, maybe immediately once they hit the NHL ice. Jim Nill, he, there's a reason he's a, a, a finalist for GM of the year and wins it a bunch of times. Yeah. We joke that he that he you know, but look what he's done. He's he's got his veteran core and he's got great young talent continuously coming up yes to fill in the gaps and that yeah and and that's what prevents you from ever having to do a full-blown rebuild mm-hmm. which it's is why you should not be named ever got the hang of he just wanted to hang on to those core guys and not worry about bringing up some young talent to supplement yeah so when you see 
Kyle Davidson trading for a 2026 draft pick, and you're like, what? Is, what does that do? Well, nothing today. Hopefully, it is reloading the system yeah. year after year yeah. after year. It gets ten-year veteran Connor Bedard another line mate. <laughs> you know, yeah, that could produce. Well, right? looking like aside from they've got good prospects, they've got good you know Ben and Sagan. I, uh, someone in the chat said they've got problematic contracts, but they got to the Western Conference Final. They're still contenders. Sagan's got th- uh, four years left. That's a lot at four point eight five. Jamie Ben's got two years left at nine point five, but then. Sagan's 31. Ben is 33 right now. they've got their young talent locked up in reasonable deals. Right. Yeah. Hintz is locked up. Robertson's locked up. So don't have to worry about signing those guys. Mm-hmm. Right. Again, Heiskanen Jim, as well. Yeah, they've got those three guys, their new core, locked up long-term, relatively good deals. Jim Nill knows what he's doing. I mean, this forward group, Sagan, Ben, Hintz, Robertson, Marchment, Pavelski, Foxa, Duchesne, Dadnov, uh, Smith, Johnston, Steel and Delandria. That is Wyatt, yeah, Wyatt Johnson is that's another a, guy. That's a great yeah. forward group. Yeah. yeah. There's, and there's, the defense ain't too shabby either. There's very few no. holes in that in that roster. Heiskanen, Lindell, Suter, uh Hockenpah, Lundqvist, Harley, Hanley, Bayreuther. Every time someone says Hockenpah, that sounds like a car Johnny Hockenpah. That was one of my favorite pet Chevrolet. Names. <laughs> like, get, your, get yourself. You're a, thinking of Rocket Box, exactly. Chevrolet. That's yeah, what it is. That's a great yeah. jingle. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's what I think about. It works. There you go. Perfect. Someday he'll have a Chevy dealership in Dallas. Yeah, why not? Next up, the Minnesota Wild. We are we are getting into the land of mid with our next two yeah. teams. <laughs> Minnesota Wild, a legacy of being mid. Yeah. And uh, they look to continue that this season because the they haven't done a whole lot of nothing. Minnesota Mild. The Minnesota Mild. <laughs> uh, they, they, brought, they traded for Pat Maroon. Yay. I mean, so hey, you, you might as well punch your ticket to the Stanley Cup final y- now. Yeah, you kind of need <laughs> some guys around him. Uh, Pat Maroon, nice player. Great, like, guy for, like, those playoff depth teams he is i'm sure they're gonna love him up there he is the replacement for ryan reeves yeah he's an upgrade too yeah uh and then that's really all the the other additions they made are are nhl level guy or ahl level guys yeah they lost ryan reeves john klingberg's not coming back gustav nyquist another one of those uh deadline deal guys that didn't resign sam Steele, we just mentioned in dallas um didn't do a whole lot of nothing but they can't they're handcuffed. Right. Yeah, I mean, right. right now I'm looking at cap friendly. They've got 8.2, almost 8.3 million in cap space, but that's with 10 forwards and five defensemen and one goalie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's more coming for them. But remember, this year and next, Zach Parise and Ryan Suter are, are each owed 7.371 million. It's, it's costing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. caps. That's, yeah, that's four, the cap that's penalty. 14 million. 14.7 million in dead money. And then and for the four years for the Stars and Islanders. Yeah, right. <laughs> and for the four years after that, each of them is 833,000, which isn't a lot. So it's another 1.67 of dead Just money. Just tied up yeah. forever and in cap space they can't use. And that's why I think like the last two years for the Wild felt like kind of time to go for it. Mm-hmm. And they kind of tried, but they just, the it's problem just, with them is that they're good. They've never had what what the what the Minnesota Wild have always lacked is that superstar. Even like Parise and Suter when they signed those guys, they were very good. They were the big fish, but they weren't like franchise altering talents. Yeah, together they were very good, of course, mm-hmm. but. They're, they just have not been able to find that dude. Kaprizov is the closest thing they've got, but now he needs a little bit of help, right? Yeah. So we'll see. Well, I, I, they got Matt Boldy. Yeah, I, he's I, really he's good. a good start. I yeah. think the I think the Wild have a decent future ahead of them. They got Joel Erickson Eck locked up. Matthew Boldy's locked up. Uh, three, including this upcoming season, three seasons left of Kaprizov on his current deal. Um, you look at defensively, you got Jared Spurgeon locked up, Jonas Brodeen locked up. And then, yeah, in, the, in their prospect system as well, you got Hunter Haight, you got Caden Bankier, uh, Marco Rossi has still got to become a, a full yeah. NHL, t- a full time NHL guy. I think Adam Beckman still got a shot to be a productive player. Yeah, and, and you know, defensively, Carson Lambos, Ryan O'Rourke. Uh, David Spachek, and you got Jesper Wallstead as yeah. your as your AHL goaltender at 19 years old. He's got to come be, up be, this year, right? He could. No, I mean, there's no reason not to. But he, I mean, was, he was good in Iowa got, last year. But I they got yeah. Flurry still under contract. Um, Philip Gustafson's in RFA, so yeah. Flurry and Wallstead. That's that's an interesting duo because it's it's you know 
38 going to be 39-year-old Marc-Andre Fleury yeah. or a teenager goalie? Well, Marc-Andre Fleury was just he did the, the age he did the when same he started thing, yeah. his career. Paul so. 20, by the way. Is he 20? Yeah, he's 20. Uh, November okay. 14, 2020, 2002, he was still, but still very young. That's old young enough for, for his father to, yeah. to love Pearl Jam. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet, you. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. If I were them, I would try and see if I can get Goof System back for another year and then not worry. Like, I think it serves Jasper Wallstead better to spend a full season at the AHL as their number one as opposed to being Marc-Andre Fleury's backup or 1A, 1B, yeah. I I think it's better for him to play 60 games in the AHL than 35 in the NHL. Yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, the Wild, are they're going to be like they've been every year of their existence. Third place wild card team, first round exit. They're like... Third place wild card team, first round exit. Yeah, they're kind of like the Bulls of the NHL. Where ah, we got a couple names you might recognize, but we're not really a threat to do anything better than that. Maybe we sneak in, maybe we win around, but there's no real hope of anything more than that. They get in a seven game series with Dallas. We saw it last year. They Mm -hmm. lost. Yeah. They get in a seven game series with the Avalanche. They're probably not going to win that series. Yeah. Uh, You know, there's not many teams in the Western Conference that you would say they would beat in a seven game series. And this is the wild Mark Andre Fleury steals it, but usually by playoff time Mark Andre Fleury is bad. I don't know if he's got a, st- a stolen series in him he anymore. He hasn't in a long time. He, no. He every time you know it's playoff time when our Mark Andre Fleury loses his job. Yeah. It happened in Vegas, it happened in Minnesota twice, it happened in Pittsburgh. Yep. I mean, it just seems that every time March rolls around Mark Andre Fleury all of a sudden becomes a sieve. Well, and that's that's why you don't half-ass a rebuild, right? Like, the, the Wild are what he who shall not be named had the Hawks being. Was like, oh, we'll just keep adding and add a name here and there. They're and the, and they're the, hope. They're the late 80s, early 90s Blackhawks. Let's just yeah. get in the playoffs, get that first round, and move on. See what happens, right? Yeah. Yep. I hope. I wish they were better. I really did. I, I, I think Minnesota is obviously a great hockey market uh, with great hockey fans, great arena. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just like for them to like, it's the state of hockey, take unfold. that step and become a legitimate NHL hockey, power. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'd love to hate them. I'd love, yeah, way. that's, that's the thing is and, and the, the years where the Blackhawks were, you know, the, uh, super competitive winning Stanley cups and everything. You wanted the wild to feel like the old North stars and they yeah. just didn't. No, no, they thought they were going to compete with the Hawks by getting put, put a little pat them on the head. Yeah. They <laughs> were, they like, were, okay, they were, we're going to let you win one game in this year's playoff just yeah. to make you feel like you accomplished and then something. Keith Seabrook and John Mercer are yeah. going to erase that guy. And then guy. we're just going to yeah. punch you out of the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. You can't have a rivalry if one side always wins. Speaking of that, the Nashville Predators. Speaking of the kings of mid, <laughs> legendary mid general manager David Poyle oh. getting standing ovations left and right at the draft in Nashville. So average. Congratulations on being mid. Nothing. You shot for the average. middle and you hit it. 25 years, <laughs> one Stanley Cup final appearance, and a whole lot of meh. Yep. And they're going to be a whole lot of meh again this year. Uh, I don't know what direction they're going. They're not. They're going lateral. Here's what they're doing. Or at least here's what they think they're doing. They think they're doing the culture shakeup. And that's going to change everything. But the talent still is mid. It's not. You're not. Okay. So they got rid of Matt Duchesne. Today's show brought to you by the word mid. (laughs) It's the it's your mid riffs at FOCO. (laughs) (laughs) They got rid of Matt Duchesne, Ryan Johansson. So they got rid of overpaid, underachieving veterans and replaced them with Ryan O'Reilly and Luke Shen. More overpaid. I don't want to say underachieving yet. (laughs) Overpaid, adequately achieving old guys. But they don't. It's a lateral move. But the difference is in in the mind of the Predators, and I guess if if this was the NH NSVL Predators podcast, oh. <laughs> um, I would say they're bringing in different kinds of guys. Cool. The problem is they're still going to finish in fifth place. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like you're you're changing the culture. At least they're going to feel better about you, themselves. Right. You're you're changing the culture of a team that doesn't matter. Yeah. That has no real like. I don't know what Barry Trotz thinks he's going to do here. Well, Ryan O'Reilly and Luke Shen are going to teach these guys to play the right way. Great. And we're, what's gonna, where are you going to end up? They should know how to play it by now. Exactly. If they haven't figured it out, they're never going to figure it out. They're, yeah. So their, their contract structure is, is fascinating because they have uh, Philip Forsberg <laughs> locked up long-term, eight and a half million. 
that's that's fine. But they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine forwards uh, only signed for this for this season. You add three other defensemen only signed for this season. Um, There's a rebuild you know, you got, coming. You got, oh. Ryan, you got Ryan O'Reilly until 2026, 20, 27. Uh, Roman Yossi till 27, 28. Other than that, uh, maybe Ryan McDonough till 25, 26. Other than that, this roster is going to go through a whole lot of change it's, in the next season. Also, this roster sucks. Yeah. <laughs> this forward group. But uh, O'Reilly, Nyquist, Sissons, Glass. Then it's Yakov Trenin, Philip Tomasino, Yuso Parsonen, Denis Gurionov, Thomas Novak, Mark Jankowski, Michael McCarron, Kiefer Sherwood, Cole Smith. And Philip Forsberg. And Philip Forsberg, right. That in, is, in, that's, that's not In good. dead money and buyouts, you have almost $9 million this season in Ryan Johansson, Matthias Echo, Matt Duchesne, and Kyle Turris. Same thing. You have, a, you have 11 him. million, over a, almost 12 million in dead money next season with those same four guys. And then in 25 26, you have eight and a half million in dead money between Duchesne and Turris. It's not so good. So it's the, the, the cap situation is not wonderful. The roster is not, not great. I will say, though, for the 2024 draft, they have their own first round pick. Three picks in the second round, two picks in the third round, three picks in the fourth round, including the Blackhawks' uh, fourth round pick in 2024. So, as far, like you said, there is a rebuild coming in Nashville. You could talk about David shifting Poyle culture and all so this. We didn't have to do the rebuild. Barry Barry Trotz is coming in to do what Kyle Davidson had had to do, and that's cleanup duty. Um, it is, but but signing Luke Shen and Ryan O'Reilly doesn't go along with that. Not to not for more, three year not deals. To, yeah, not to three and four year. You sign Ryan O'Reilly right, to yeah. a one or two year deal. Okay, you got to have somebody there. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens to Nashville. They def they need they need to start start it fresh. I mean, they have a roster for the last ten years that you would expect when you have a general manager that had zero worries about his job security. He was general manager for life. They're the one and only general manager. There was no pressure to win. Nope. And uh, that's why he, he built teams like that. So uh, they had their magical run in 2017. Yep. They made it all the way to the final and were dispatched. Um, they've tried. You know, they made the big P.K. Subban trade a few years ago. He was on uh, that team, yep. that 17 team. They've tried to do it. They just they, they missed their chance. I mean, And then they were, there was talk that they were trying to trade uh, Askarov, their, their stud goalie prospect, yeah. to get in the first round. Why what? Would, why yeah. I, mean, I know you got why? Juicy Soros, but come on. Juicy Soros. Juicy. That's his name. Juicy. Juicy. Yeah. He's juicy. I like I want my beans. You trade Soros, and you get a bunch of big picks for him, because you're not going to win shit with him with, as he's currently no, signed. Uh, no. That's the guy you trade. Yeah. Yeah. And then, when you don't want to admit it. If you, if you believe in Askarov coming up and, and being what he's supposed to be, you, you, go with, you go that route. But, yeah, I mean, granted, they didn't trade him. So that's the smart move. I do like their prospect system a little bit. You got Joaquin Kemmel, Reed Schaefer, Callan Lind, who was a, a pick this year. Um, Zach uh, Leheru is there. Uh, Luke Evangelista is there. Tanner yeah. Moldenek was a pick this year. I still think Phil Tomasino is going to be a, a pretty good player. Yeah, he's, he'll 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 come up and be in the NHL yeah. now. And, and, and then yeah, you got with his comedy bits. <laughs> Jack, he does you, comedy. Yes. He's never made me laugh. Oh, Ooh, hey. fired. Uh, you also got Jack Mateer, Luke Prokop, and then, yeah, uh, Askarov in, in, in net. So the prospect system, they have solid solid young guys coming up, but they don't have that big difference maker in their system. All right. If you agree that you hate the Nashville Predators, smash the like button. Let's get some more <laughs> likes together. Like, give us likes for your hatred of the Nashville smash Predators. Smash that mid button. Yes. And if you hate the Predators, you will love being a CHGO diehard. Why? Because it saves you on all of our great events. We already told you about our inaugural kickoff classic golf tournament at Cog Hill. That's August 25th. We've also got a pair of CHGO Crosstown Series takes over, takeovers. Takes takes over. Uh, Sox at Cubs, then Cubs at Sox. The first one. Speaking of mid. Uh, speaking uh, of mid. Flip, flip. Reverse. Uh, Cubs at Sox. Cubs Sox at Sox first, July 26th. 
Yeah, our graphic. I'm going by the graphic. Our graphic yeah. has it in a weird. <laughs> I know. We've got world. it from left to right. I'm going alphabetically. Is, yeah. Chicago, yeah. then Chicago. Yes. Geographically, <laughs> yeah. we're starting at Comiskey. Yeah. <laughs> so July 26, Cubs at White Sox, guaranteed right field. Games at 7, 10 p.m. There's a pregame meetup at the Carrig in Oak Forest. Good place. Uh, and then you'll be shuttled to and from guaranteed right field from there. Then the Wrigley version, White Sox at Cubs on August 16th, 7.05 p.m. pregame meetup at 5.30 at Bar TBD. I believe Love that's that on Clark. Love the great place. They got great beer specials. Awesome wings. Uh, each ticket purchase comes with new, the new CHGO baseball shirt, Southside or Northside, based on preference. Shirt and size chosen at checkout and order confirmation. Let's see which fan base is more diehard and sells out the takeover first. I am my predictions. So again, July 26th, Cubs at Sox. August 16th, Sox at Cubs. AllCHGO.com is the place to go. Uh, navigate over to our events page. You'll see the tab there. There's also diehard events. If you're a diehard, you can save on those events and become a diehard. AllCHGO.com. You get a free shirt upon sign up. Mm-hmm. You save 20% on all the merch at CHGO Locker year round. And every year you renew, you get another free shirt or hat. Uh, so go to an event or two. And it pays for itself. And we, just with football season around the corner, we're going to have our Bears tailgates. You yeah. save on those. Those are a great time, especially well, early in the season. Yes. yes. Before it gets cold. Hell yes. yes. Those September, October ones were a lot more fun than those December ones. That's for sure. <laughs> yes. So become a diehard today. AllCHGO.com. Yeah. And hey, uh, if you're coming out to any of our events, whether it's uh, the Crosstown Series uh, takeovers, whether it's the uh, golf classic, CHO golf classic, uh, you can definitely guarantee that there's going to be some delicious Goose Island beer waiting for you. Oh, yeah. Because Goose Island is CHGO's uh, proud beer sponsor and Chicago's beer since 1988. And they boast quite the beer roster, highlighted by the Goose IPA, a six time medal winner at the Great American Beer Fest always in style with a citrus aroma and bold hop finish. They, of course, have the Tropical Beer Hug, the Dry Hops Imperial IPA that is 9.9 ABV and dangerously easy to drink. You got the Full Pocket Pills, the Everyday Beer, what the beer brewers are drinking over there at Goose Island, and, of course, the Golden Cans, the 312, the Wheat Ale that is the staple of the Goose Island lineup. You can grab all these and more Ultra fresh beers, brewery exclusive beers. Get them at the Goose Island Original Brew House on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park, or you can go to their tap room on Fulton Street here in West Town. Again, that is the Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. All right, we got two teams to go. The Pudwacky and St. Louis Blues are up next. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Uh, their biggest move this offseason was getting the stair pooper, Kevin Hayes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> Look it up. It's, it's not a nickname. It's a fact. Uh, they got Kevin Hayes from the from the Flyers for nothing, and the Flyers are retaining half his salary. Cool. Uh, oh my god! They also I can't believe that they got they got they got uh, Josh Jacobs, Mackenzie McEachern. You may remember McEachern from the Chicago Wolves, and then two old friends, Mac, Mac. Malcolm Subban and uh, Wyatt Kalnuck, yeah. also added to the or- organization. The only real loss they had, at least at the NHL level, was. Tyler Pitlick, uh, which is just one of the worst names in hockey. Yeah, there's, it's not cl- great. there's a couple of them. Pitlick is just a, that's just a disgusting name. Sounds like mm-hmm. a kink. Uh, otherwise, uh, well, you got to pay extra for that. Otherwise, <laughs> they uh, they lost a bunch of AHL guys, including uh, Matthew Highmore, uh-huh. former Blackhawk, no longer in the uh, Blues organization. So the Blues, we saw them at the trade deadline this past year. That's where they made their statements. Yep. They got rid of Ryan O'Reilly. They they traded away Vladimir. Tarasenko it was the right time to do it they weren't going to make you know they weren't making the playoffs those guys probably weren't coming back plus they still have a lot of their core from that championship team just four years ago locked up you have Shen locked up now you add Kevin Hayes to replace some of that uh, production you lost he's coming off one of his best seasons of his career Kairu, Robert Thomas. Yeah, Kairu is a stud. Thomas yeah. is good. So you got some younger guys there. Push you around. I, I think uh, only at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, they have uh, – I think they're still going to be – they're going to be in the mix for a playoff spot this year. Uh, they still do uh, – wild card in it. Yeah. You know, it all depends on, on 
what they get out of their goalies. They still have, I mean, they have the stair pooper and Kevin yeah. Hayes. And, and the they, pants pooper. And they have the diaper <laughs> pooper, <laughs> Jordan <laughs> Bennington. Yeah. So uh, lots of poopers going on over there. And uh, Bennington's their only listed NHL goaltender. They got, who else is behind them? I guess Subban. Malcolm Subban and Jordan Bennington. Maybe they won't be a wild card team. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They'll be Ooh. in the mix. They still got enough. Uh, they still got enough there. Uh, you know, we thought all season last year Craig Berube was going to get fired, and and maybe Those massive Berubes. Ma- maybe yeah. he should have. Um, Might still happen. So we'll see what happens. I st- I will predict a bounce back season for them. Um, is there a contention? "Quote unquote contention window is like, like literally closing. Yeah, yeah. You got Cairo, you got Thomas, uh, both in their in their mid twenties, locked up long term. That's good. But then you got thirty one year old Braden Shen locked up for the next five seasons. You got thirty year old Brandon Saad for the next three seasons. Kevin Hayes is thirty one. You got him for the next three seasons." You got 31-year-old Justin Falk and 32-year-old Tory Krug anchoring your defense for the next Who refused his five, se- four seasons. Yeah. 30-year-old Colton Pareko signed until the 2030 season. Yikes. That's not even a real year. <laughs> uh, and you got uh, Bennington in net at six million until 26-27. Like, yeah, it's gonna be. There's bad no way all of those guys see the ends of their contracts, and this team does anything of significance. Like, they're gonna have to make some changes. You'd think um, they started to make changes last year. They're, they're, trying to, they're trying to do what we've seen Dallas do, what we've seen the Bruins do to a degree, um, bring in some young talent. They acquired extra draft picks in those Tarasenko and O'Reilly trades, so they're going to try and bring in some young talent to replace those aging vets to go with Thomas and Cairo, who are their future. Easier said than done. Right. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how that works out. Obviously, nobody here is hoping for success. No. Uh, but uh, you know, they'll be in the mix with with the mid the the, the Minnesota mild and mid, the, <laughs> mid Minnesota mild the Minnesota mild and Minnesota. the uh, Trashville Minuters. Uh, <laughs> those three teams will be duking it out for one of those wild card spots. Yeah. And, Should be uh, entertaining. Not really. Not really. But uh, it will be competitive. We'll say that. And last up on the list is your Winnipeg Jets. The influx. Yes. yes. Winnipeg Jets. Uh, they made probably the biggest trade of the offseason so far by trading Pierre-Luc Dubois mm-hmm. to the LA Kings, and they got back Alex Ayafalo Iof- uh, and Gabe Velarde. Those are the biggest additions. Those are two nice young players that kind of re-energize their roster. They also uh, released Blake Wheeler. Long-time La- captain. Yep. Uh that this is a team that needs a culture change. Yeah, they've had two veteran, longtime head coaches that have been able to win everywhere. Basically, say this locker room sucks. Yeah, <laughs> these guys are all pudwacks. I don't want to be here. I well, can't win with these guys. Look at the two guys who left, and and there's still Pierre Luc Dubois is on his third team already. A guy that young and that talented should not have played for three teams already. Is he, uh, Pierre Pud Dubois. <laughs> Dupud. Dupud. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, have fun, Kings, when he wants to get traded from there in two years. He's again. 25. Yeah. You yeah. should not. A player that talented should not have been traded twice already. Yep. Well, uh, I, and I, yeah. I agree. It's, I, think, I think it's between the years. Yeah. I don't think it's anything talent related. No, no, I think he's just a douche. Yeah. They, they, yeah, he's he's a guy that thinks he's much better than he really is, and he's yeah. a very good player. Yeah, he's great. I just don't want him anywhere near my team at this. Well, point. Well, he's not great. He's very good. Yeah, yeah he's very good. Very good. Uh, so you look at some of the leftovers from from this team now after it's going through its its change. You got Kyle Connor, who's an underrated star in the league. Very good player. Mark Scheifele, who may or may not be there, may or may not stick around. Uh, Nikolai Ehlers is a good player. Um, you brought in Alex Iafalo. He's a good player. Um, you got Mason Appleton, who's a decent depth guy. Adam Lowry is a decent depth guy. Uh, defensively, Josh Morrissey went through a, a great a season, breakout Josh, season Josh last Morrissey. year. Yeah, he he could have been in the in the Norris conversation if he didn't get hurt. Um, you got Neil Pionk, Nate Schmidt, Connor Hellebuck. Who knows I, what's going to happen with him? I think he gets dealt. If I'm a betting man, he is not on the Winnipeg Jets come opening night. I can't imagine that. Yeah. Because, I mean, look at two of their other additions. They signed Laurent Poisson, former mm-hmm. Jet, brought him back, and our good buddy Colin Delia. Yeah. 
that seems like that's a team that's looking to replace a starting goalie. Yeah, it sure right. feels like uh, it. If I had to even make a deeper prediction, I predict. Oh. I predict. Don't do that to me. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> PTSD. Yeah. I will guess into the future that Connor, Connor Hollerbuck is the opening night starting goaltender for Chicago Blackhawks, the New Jersey Devils. Ooh, okay. And that would wow. That would put them as a Stanley talk Cup about favorite. yeah. Talk about Cup favorites. Well, it'll be interesting. We'll see if that one pans out like your Lucas Reichel leading the team in points uh, prediction as well this year. I'm not good on my predictions. <laughs> I, I will yeah. gladly make them. Just I, I, I would be shocked if Hellebuck plays many games, if any, with with Winnipeg this season. Yeah, I mean the two teams. There are there are teams that make sense. Another team that would make a ton of sense for Connor Harlebuck to wind up in, but I just don't see how they can make it happen. Is the Edmonton Oilers? Yeah, you put Connor yeah, Harlebuck on the Edmonton Oilers, and they're a legit Stanley Cup mm-hmm. contender. Um, but I just don't see how they can make that work not with uh they've jack got 5.6 million in cap space i mean yeah. if you can somehow get rid of jack campbell you can make it work well maybe you make him part of that trade yeah maybe I mean, jack you, you, campbell a first round pick what is hellebuck's contract uh just this season at 6.167 stewart skinner makes 2.6 maybe he's more appealing on a trade because if you're gonna trade for hellebuck you're not going to keep Stuart Skinner around to be his backup. Why not? Well, it's a lot of money invested in goal, I think. Yeah, but it's only one year. But, you're, but wouldn't the thought be if they trade for him, they're going to resign him, though? They can try to. If you want to stand the cup with him, who cares? That's true. Right. On. Give it yeah. to Stuart Skinner. Well, then you don't have to give, us, give up as much to get him, theoretically. So you give him you know, a first-round pick and Campbell and whatever other draft fodder you want to do. Yeah. There's just not a lot of places that can take on Connor Hellebuck. No. No. So. No. But that would be uh, if if a team wants to swing uh, on fixing a problem that they've had for a number of years. Edmonton take another swing. They thought Jack Campbell was going to fix that problem. It didn't. Um, Hellebuck is more of a sure thing to fix it. He's been a perennial Vesna Trophy finalist, one of the best goalies in the league. He'd be a great fit there. I just don't see how they can make that happen. Sticking with the Devils, I think the Devils are going to find a way to make that work. That'd be That's dangerous. That's a really good team. Yeah. New Jersey. That'll be fun. Uh, well, how do we Mike, see it? That's Mike, the Central Division. Michael Evans puts in the chat, uh, Greg, your predictions only come true if they involve Corey Perry. <laughs> That's true. That's I'm true. one for one on my Corey Perry predictions. There you go. I'm going to be two for two when I predicted that Blackhawk fans are going to love him within two games. Yes. 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 As soon as he punches someone in the peen for hitting Connor Bedard, <laughs> everybody's going to love him. All right, yep. let's just play a game right now. We're not going to rank them all, but who do you think is going to win the division? Uh, Colorado, I think. I think they still got the horses to do it. I think it'll be. I think it comes down to Colorado and Dallas. Yeah, I agree. It comes down to Colorado and Dallas. Um, I'm gonna give the nod to Dallas. I think they got the better goalie. I'm, I agree. I'm gonna go Dallas too. I think bringing in Duchesne is huge for them. Uh, again, like taking a little bit of the spotlight off of him that he had in Nashville, playing in in a place with already some established stars, aged and young. He can just kind of blend in and be a guy. Good mix, yeah. Plus, I think Colorado's going to learn that lesson that Tampa and the Blackhawks learned. You don't have to burn your ass out to win a division. Just get in the playoffs and then take yeah. over. Yeah. I don't think they're going to try as hard for that division championship uh, this year as they have in the past. So I'll give the nod to Dallas. But wouldn't be shocked if Colorado runs away with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, no roids just rage. He, he said, you guys missed my question. My, may have missed my question yesterday. I'm not sure if it was a super chat or not. I wasn't mm-hmm. here. But he did want to ask you guys. I'm just curious how the vibe is around Chicago since development camp is done with all interviews and with the prospects. Everyone I mean, seemed very happy yeah, at camp. camp. Camp seemed really upbeat, really positive, and I think because the guys weren't working on the ice, I think they just relaxed a little bit more. Yeah. You know? A lot of camaraderie being built, a lot of yeah. chemistry. And it look, it's real. Like, you go – I would – no roids. Go watch every shift on the Blackhawks YouTube. Yep. It's like watching one of our podcasts because we're on it kind of. probably half the time. But you really can see the guys hanging out and getting yeah. close and – it's, you know, it's 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 something that the organization wants to develop. They want these young guys coming up together because you have the built-in factor of it's the Connor Bedard show, um, but they want 
it to be everybody together. They don't, and I think that's that's what we saw in the late 2000s and in the 2010s. It was yes, Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane were the faces, but you had Taze, Kane, Keith, Seabrook, Sharp, Hosa, like Boland. All these guys were around together. Uh, that made that made those teams really great. Um, so I think they want to try and do that again. Like you have your faces, you have Bedard. Um, bring you know have have the rest of the guys around him be on that same level. Don't yep. don't have it be Connor Bedard has to drag everybody along with him. They can all pull in the same direction. Yep, they're trying and, uh, to do that. And yep. speaking of camaraderie, Thomas Slada says when you all can make it to Minnesota when they finally do become uh, an actual rival, beers <laughs> and water for Greg on me at Tom Reed's. Sounds all right, good. Tom Reed's is a good joint. Got to go for that late night happy hour, two yeah. for one. From like midnight to close. Get the, get the just, rash that's a real thing. Yes. Sounds well, we good. were looking at the schedule. They have one they game. They have one game in Minnesota. In Minnesota this year. Sun, it's a Sunday afternoon. Sounds on like a good back, time to go to Minnesota. Back to back Saturday, yeah. Sunday afternoon With stretch. And it's weird. And, I, and I'm not leaving until you guys say hi to Stanley. Hi, Stanley. Hi, Stanley. Hi, Stanley. Hi, Stanley. Hi, so Hello, Stanley. Stanley. If you really want to say hi to you, super chats are a great way to make it happen. He got a freebie there. Hitting the like button. You better have hit the like button, Stanley. We're never acknowledging your presence again. That's right. That's right. All right, we're going to wrap things up quickly. Though. Yes. Just, uh, seriously, just two seconds. Congratulations, Tyler Johnson Tyler got engaged. Johnson. Oh, yeah. nice. Yes, finally asked. Can someone that old get engaged? I like how we think of guys in hockey terms. Yeah. Like, God, that guy's ancient. Hey, he's thirty-one. Yeah, he's he's, def- yeah. I was, I was that age when I got married. Twelve years younger than me. <laughs> yeah. No, congratulations to Tyler and the future Mrs. Tyler Johnson on their engagement. I'm gonna Love guess to she it. has blonde hair with a middle part. Probably. I don't know. Tyler for sure. and Megan, congratulations. Megan, yes. Congratulations to the Johnsons. This is. Johnson's is. Hey, I'm looking her up. Uh, yeah, well, you do that. You, 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 she, yeah, I'm guessing yes. There's pictures on Tyler Johnson's uh, Instagram account. One more free, one more free ad. Uh, I I did mention you, Jay. You mentioned it the yeah. other day. You got your bird dogs. I got my bird dogs in the mail. Uh, I texted you guys. I said I'm very confused by these. This is the first pair of bird dogs I've ever owned. Uh, they're pretty much like supposed to be everyday shorts, right? They're very they the stretch material that we talk about. Not gonna lie, these are stretchy, uh, but I've worn them all day today, and I really did they uh, stay dry they, in the rain. They've come around. Yes, the moisture wicking and stink wicking uh, materials they worked out well. I was caught in the rain. Really like them. Uh, so yeah, get yourself some bird dogs. They are uh, a very good everyday pair of shorts. And uh, we didn't hit 300 likes. Someone asked if if, if I was going to do a uh, Dylan Larkin esque uh, show of squats oh, and squatting? the bird dogs showing off hockey. Uh, butt? I said 300 likes, and we got 75. So yeah. hey, oh wow, we were close. I put it out there. So. All right, Greg we Braggs, how quickly can we put an image up on the screen that I sent you in Slack? <laughs> I'll take yeah. a look. That is, you that guys is, start stalling. I just want to say you nailed nailed your Corey Perry prediction yeah. when I said a blonde with a middle part. Well, that's you described ninety-seven percent of the <laughs> NHL wags. I know. They, I was they, very, there's, very there's correct. A type. Hockey players have a type. They they, they certainly do. They have a type. They do. Like, yeah. Um, I know. I dropped it on Greg last minute, but you go to Tyler Johnson's Instagram and you'll see it. He is at T Johnny O nine on Instagram. And congrats to Tyler and Megan. Tyler yes. and Megan, congratulations. Uh, he's a lucky man. For she's many a, reasons. She's a lucky lady, I'm sure too. Yes. All right. We'll talk to everybody. Tomorrow, we appreciate you being with us. Smash that like button on the way out. Uh, yeah, subscribe, review, like, smash, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Drink Goose all Island. Yeah. All Wear your stuff. bird dogs. Go yes. to FOCO. Save Munergy. Go golfing. To get a degree from Lewis. Come to all our events. <laughs> get a couple badass shirts. Buy our merch. Yeah. yeah. Do, do everything we've been telling you all week. Yeah, exactly. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll uh, see you tomorrow on a CHGO <laughs> Black Fox podcast. All that stuff.